Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. We are back, we are back, and we are going to be talking about results today. I know that there are many people out there frustrated, feeling like they want it so bad, they want the results, they're not getting the results, and they know that a big part of the reason they're not getting the results is because they're not consistent. The number one thing you need in order to reach your fat loss goals, the number one thing you need to master is... Consistency, to have the body you want, to love the way you look naked. It is not about some magical nutrition principle or some crazy hard workout. It's about consistency. It's not about perfection. It's not about who's the cleanest eater. It's really not. It's about consistency. And honestly, that is the reason that I was overweight. I wasn't consistent. Now, I was trying very hard. It was not for a lack of effort. I really was trying. I was dieting to the extreme. I was hitting the gym. I knew what to eat and I knew what to avoid. I knew how to work out. I had a trainer. I knew how not to work out, but I was not consistent. I was not consistent. Here's what it looked like for me. A few good days followed by a few bad days, right? And sometimes that trend was One good day, one bad day. Sometimes it was a good week followed by a bad week. Sometimes it was a good month followed by a bad month. Doesn't matter. But then I would fight tooth and nail to get back on track, air quotes, right? And then after a few days of being on track, I'd get pissed off that I wasn't seeing rapid results. And then in frustration, that very frustration would justify my next batch of off track. And I know I'm not alone in this because you guys share with me that you often struggle with the very same thing. And this does not mean that you need 600 perfect days in a row in order to see progress. That's not true. You just don't need that. And if you are sitting there right now thinking, great, well, then I'm never going to do it because I can't be perfect. And if it requires being perfect in a chain of perfect days, hear me. That consistency does not mean perfection. And if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, well, screw it, I can't do it, you are just giving yourself a reason to indulge because you want a reason and you're going to take anyone you can get. But hear me, consistency does not mean perfection, okay? Consistency does not mean perfection. Here is the very hard reality that I had to start telling myself. I wasn't consistent and I was overweight because I lacked consistency. I wasn't overweight because I lacked information. I wasn't overweight because I lacked the ability. I was overweight because I lacked consistency. And here's the, here was a big shift for me. I had to stop focus on 
perfect days, right? I would get so focused on perfect days. And it was ridiculous because I had very few. I had to stop focusing on perfect days and start focusing on consistent days, okay? Because for me, and I think for many of you, my pursuit of perfection, my pursuit of perfect days was distracting me and keeping me from consistency. My pursuit of perfect days was keeping me from consistent days. And it's just like, you know, don't let good enough or don't let excellent be the enemy of good enough or whatever that it is. But it's really the same thing. I was always chasing perfect because I felt like perfect would give me rapid results. But the thing is, chasing perfect gave me zero results. I couldn't sustain it. So what is that when you can't sustain it? That's inconsistency right? So when I decided to stop pursuing perfection and just practice consistency with a few key habits, boom, game changer. No more mental mind games of talking myself into perfect, pumping myself up, then letting myself down, then beating myself up, repeat, repeat, repeat. It was exhausting. And so I stopped, right? Because I wasn't getting results even though I was putting forth a lot of effort. It's just that the effort wasn't consistent. Without consistency, you don't have results. The name of the game is less effort, more results. And when you chase consistency in a few key habits, you expend less effort and you get more results, okay? When you chase consistency, you avoid wasting your energy expecting results every single day, you're not going to see results every single day. You're just not. And if you're searching for them every day, your focus is in the wrong place because your focus should be on the process, not on the results. Consistency brings results. So don't focus on the end game. Focus on consistency because that is where your results come from. We humans value novelty over consistency. Just It's just a natural human nature, right? We value novelty over consistency. We look for new ideas, better plans, what somebody else is doing or saying they're doing, right? When we see somebody say they're doing something, we're just like, ooh, magic. Well, really? Is it? We value novelty and newness over consistency. But listen. Consistency will bring you results. And when you pursue novelty, you do so at the expense of consistency, right? If you're jumping around with that ADD diet plan like, ooh, Whole30, ooh, paleo, ooh, intermittent fasting, ooh, CrossFit. When you pursue novelty, you do so at the expense of consistency. Novelty will not give you results. Consistency will. So we have to make this shift. And I want to show you how you can get there. Imagine it like this. Let's say you have a goal to save a certain amount of money. And every day, you'd wake up and you check your savings account. You're obsessed with it. You check it. You think about it. Listen, that's not how the money grows. The money doesn't grow because you keep looking and checking and wondering. That's not how your savings grows. Your savings grows based on what you do, how much you spend, how much you set aside, cutting costs. You have to focus on what it is that gets you the results you want, not on the results you want. Does that make sense? Right? If you 
if you are focused on the balance in the savings account, that means your attention and your energy is not on the actions required to get you to the place where there's more money in the freaking account. And this is also true of weight loss, of fitness, of body change, you name it. When you focus on the results, you're taking your focus off of what gets you the results you want. And I see this all the time. I used to do it all the time. We're focused on the end point, which means we're not focused on the process, and then we get frustrated, and instead of buckling down and doing more work, we say, screw it, and eat chips or drink a bottle of wine or skip the day's workout. It's like, damn, there's not enough money in the savings account. It's not growing fast enough. I've been looking at it every freaking day, and there's not more money, so let me take some cash out and go buy some shoes. Now there's even less. Awesome. Now let me go back to staring at the balance. It's like taking a few college classes and getting good grades and then being pissed off that they don't give you a degree. You haven't done the work yet. Do the work. Focus on the work. Not just do the work. Focus on the work and measure your consistency. Measure your success by your consistency. I tell my clients all the time, sometimes forcefully, I I am not above getting frustrated with my clients. It happens. They get frustrated with me too, so it's totally okay. But I tell them all the time, You must be committed to the daily process and not the daily results. You must be committed to the daily process and not to the daily results. Now, let's talk about four very specific strategies for becoming consistent. Because if results come from consistency, how do we become consistent? What do we need to do? How do we make that happen? It is not about white knuckling it or beating yourself up. It doesn't have to be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. And if you can hear something in the background, it's because I'm playing with magnets and I'm recording this. But anyway, so let's dive into those practical implementation strategies for becoming consistent. Number one, take one thing at a time. One habit at a time. When I started my 90-day coaching group and when I start with any of my one-on-one clients, We identify one thing and one thing only. And they tend to be like, okay, well, I mean, if I'm focusing on this one thing at breakfast, I mean, what do I do about the end of the day? You don't do anything about the end of the day. You master whatever habit you're building at the beginning of the day, okay? Think about it. What is more likely to bring consistency? What are you most likely to achieve consistency doing? Mastering one habit and putting all your focus and energy there and practicing day in and day out or trying to juggle 17 habits that you have to do consistently every single day. You can't be consistent trying to do everything and all the things. I talk a lot about knowing what your big rocks are, and I tell you that you can find them by tracking. If you start writing down what you eat, how much, and when, if you start paying attention to what kind of factors contribute to you overeating or contribute to you making poor food choices or contribute to you making excuses, voila, you have found your big rocks, okay? Many people start out of the gate with like the tiny little rocks that don't move the needle, right? Don't tackle putting Splenda in your coffee right out of the gate as a habit you want to change when that is not a significant influencer of what is keeping you from the body that you want, right? And similarly, for the love of God, don't start out targeting exercise because fat loss is driven primarily by what you eat. 80%, 90% of your results are gonna come from food and not from exercise. It's not that exercise is bad, but that is very rarely a primary big rock, a right out of the gate place we need to start focusing for most people. It is 
almost always nutrition. But if you start saying, okay, so this is my plan for breakfast and I'm going to get up an hour earlier, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to do all these things, it is nearly impossible to build consistency when you're focused on multiple things. Take it one at a time. I understand that it can be hard to transition to that approach because we naturally want to do everything right now all at once, here, here, here. Does that work for you? Has it worked in the past? Are you where you want to be? Okay, great. Let's try a different approach. Number two, take it one moment at a time. Okay, and what do I mean by that? So many people focus on the long term. How am I going to get through this week? I have this thing on Friday and this party on Saturday or the month or the next six months. And how do they feel? They feel overwhelmed. I would say that one of the most abundant words in my inbox is overwhelmed. People emailing in, I'm totally overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. It's a waste of energy to extend your focus beyond this moment right here. If you are feeling overwhelmed, I get it. I understand. I want to help you not feel that way. But one of the primary reasons you are likely feeling overwhelmed is because you're biting off more than you can chew of this journey. The week doesn't matter. You can't do anything about Friday on Monday. The month doesn't matter. The only way to build consistency is moment by moment. Can you take action yesterday? Nope, it's gone. Can you take action right now tomorrow? Nope, you can't. Not here yet. You can only take action right now And consistency is a string of actions. The only way to build consistency is right now. Like I said, if you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed or like it's too hard or too much, that is a red flag, neon sign, super obvious indicator that you are taking things too much at a time. You are not moment by moment. Listen, this moment right here, what's your best? What can you do right now to build consistency in this moment? You don't have to worry about eating perfectly all dang day. You don't have to say no to donuts for the rest of your freaking life. You don't. Just right now. Make the best choice you can make right now. Number three, avoid over deprivation. The number one reason that we overindulge is because we feel deprived. The number one reason we aren't consistent is because we overindulge. We planned to eat really well, but then somebody brought in cookies and we did it. Why? Generally speaking, because we felt deprived. We resent the process. We look at what other people are eating and we feel jealous. We've spent so much time focusing on what we can't have that it seems larger than life. In fact, a couple of days ago, I got an email from somebody Uh, And she said, I need to give up sugar, but every time I try, I just eat more of it. And I responded to her and I said, your focus is wrong. I'm not saying don't give up sugar, right? But that focus, I need to give up, I need to give up sugar. And then telling yourself that every time you try, you eat more, that is not going to set you up for success. When you say, no sugar, no sugar, I can't eat sugar, I'm giving up sugar. Oh no, they brought cupcakes and I've given up sugar, what am I going to do? That is the pink elephant complex, right? When I say don't think about a pink elephant, all of a sudden you're thinking about a pink elephant. Would you have thought about a pink elephant had I not said it? Nope, absolutely. But now every time I say no pink elephant, what do you do? You think about a freaking pink elephant, of course. That is the same thing that happens when we take this deprivation-centered approach. Maybe look at it instead as what do you want more of? 
I need to eat more healthy fats and veggies. Then, okay, looking at healthy fats and looking at veggies, what are my absolute favorites? The other day I posted a challenge to my group coaching folks and I said, this weekend I want you to do something. I want you to make yourself a meal that is both entirely indulgent and fat loss friendly. And somebody responded and said, is it bad that I'm kind of disappointed? I just was hoping you'd say just indulgent period. And I said, it should be. It should be just indulgent, period, okay? That is one of the major reasons that I was able to find success is because when I had tried to lose weight before, it was just like egg whites. Egg whites are going to be the most fat loss friendly food and broccoli and chicken breast because damn it, that's going to get me results faster. I hated that crap. And so when I didn't enjoy my food, everything everybody else had looked amazing and I felt resentful. And then I just wanted to eat all the things and then I ate all the things and then I undid my progress and then I was frustrated. And so then I ate more. You have to fall in love with your food. Listen, food is good and you should love it. You should absolutely love it. So instead of saying no sugar, no sugar, no sugar, look at, you know, I really want to focus on more more whole foods and I want to eat more healthy fats and I want to eat more veggies. And then what are my absolute favorite healthy fats, right? What are my absolute favorite veggies and how can I make them in ways that are totally amazing? Food is fun and you should enjoy it. And if you are not enjoying it, guess what? You will probably overindulge more often. And, I, and I'll just compare. When I, when I over-restrict myself, I am headed towards the ice cream section of the grocery store because I start to resent the process and I start to think about all the things I can't have. But when I'm really, really focused on eating amazing food that I totally love, I'm not tempted by other stuff because when I sit down for a meal of bacon-wrapped avocado or sweet potato nachos or filet mignon or Brussels sprouts with bacon, I am so satisfied that things don't tempt me right? When you are not satisfied by your food, and I don't mean physical satisfaction in terms of quenching hunger, when you are not psychologically and emotionally satisfied by your food, many of us will start trolling through the kitchen, even if we're stuffed, looking for something that's going to satisfy that. Do not set yourself up for starvation or deprivation. Start with foods you really, really, really love. That is going to be one of the keystones for consistency. Otherwise, it's going to be an uphill battle to consistently eat foods you don't love and consistently avoid foods you do. That is not the way to success because that is not the way to consistency. Number four. Focus on process measurement versus results measurement. Now, I'm not saying don't measure your results because you guys know I'm a big fan of progress pictures and measurements and goal pants, right? But my clients also know that one of my biggest pet peeves is weighing yourself every day. Now, I did this for a little while. I did for maybe the first 60 or 70 pounds of my weight loss. I did weigh myself every single day, but I stopped when it started messing with my motivation and emotions. And it is a pet peeve of mine when it does that to other people. When they know they're doing the work, when they know they're following the process and they get on the scale and it doesn't show immediate reflection of their efforts and they're like, screw it, I'm having chocolate. And it's like, well, that's like saying there's not enough money in the savings account, so I'm gonna go buy a pair of shoes. That is so silly, right? 
And that is why I really encourage people for the sake of pursuing consistency, because your results come from consistency, to focus on process measurement versus results measurement. And one of the big parts of this is knowing what your big rocks are. For me, that's having fat in the morning. It keeps me satisfied, right? And building the rest of my meals around veggies and proteins and fats that I love. When I measure my progress by measuring my consistency with those big rocks, the results follow automatically. But when I focus daily on measuring my results, I'm focused on the results. My energy is on the end point where that's not where results come from. My energy is not on the process. I'm not investing in the process. So these four things, I think, are a huge part of building consistency. You have to be committed to the daily process without being attached to the daily results. And part of this is mindset, and part of this is just practical application. You cannot easily be consistent eating foods you don't love. I'm sorry. And you might be thinking, well, I really love ice cream and pizza. You know what? That's okay, but I bet you there are also foods along the whole foods fat loss friendly spectrum that you can really, really love as well. One of the things that I do is do a pizza with cauliflower crust and I, I, um, I shred the cauliflower and I mix some eggs with it and some coconut flour and I bake it and I put fresh mozzarella and fresh tomatoes and basil on top and I'm telling you it's freaking amazing and I eat the whole thing and I don't feel bad about it and I don't wake up feeling like a beached whale, right? So it's okay to love ice cream and it's okay to love pizza, but also fall in love with foods that love you back, that don't make you feel like, ugh, you know, because nobody wants to feel that way. So what do you guys think? Does this help? I don't say this to critique your process. I say it to expedite your progress, right? To help you see that the way you've always done it isn't working and that consistency is key. So let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Before my workout, I had coffee with MCT oil. I didn't put any butter in it. I just used MCT oil. Um, and then I had a really tough workout and was feeling really hungry. I had uh, the cheese crisps that I told you about that I made. I had some leftover that are just egg whites and cheese. Um, kind of like a meringue with a cheese flavor. And I had those with leftovers from the night before, which was avocado and pico and ground bison. A few hours later, I had a couple of handfuls of salted almonds. I say this all the time. I have to be careful with the nuts because it's easy for me to overdo it. I did have two handfuls and I didn't feel bad because I was hungry and I didn't just mindlessly munch on them while watching TV. I sat down. I didn't have anything else going on and I just ate them one at a time very happily. And then dinner, I had a very simple bacon and eggs dinner with a really big pile of probably two cups of sauteed peppers and onions and two cups of cabbage. So tons of veggies and then two eggs and two strips of bacon. So hope this was helpful. Head over to the show notes page on primalpotential.com for a summary of these four strategies. They're outlined there for you. And if you haven't already, get on the VIP email list. A couple of days ago, I sent out a keto uh, low-carb bread recipe. I often share a lot of my workouts as well as fat loss information and motivation and encouragement because I know the more you hear this stuff, the more you expose yourself to it, that's where your focus is and your focus drives your results. So the more tuned in you are to these kinds of messages, whether they're from me, whether they're from Primal Potential, whether they're from, I don't know, Timbuktu, doesn't matter. 
The more you're keyed into that, that's where your focus is and your actions will follow. So I hope you'll head over, get on the VIP list. It also gives you immediate access to my inbox. And I want to know if you have questions, if you have suggestions, if you have struggles or challenges, hit me up. I want to help. I understand the struggle and I understand how isolating it can feel. Like you're the only one who eats cookies out of the trash can after you throw them away so you don't eat them. You're not the only one. I've done that too. Uh, But we'll be back in a couple days with another episode and I hope to hear from you between now and then. Hope you enjoyed the show.